Welcome to the Radiance Training Podcast, where we explore all of the healthiest ways to become the baddest version of yourself. And by baddest, I mean the best. I'm your host, Eliza Maroney, and I can't wait to share some of my favorite tools with you for personal growth. From self-optimization techniques to meditations, exploring alternative medicine and mindset resets, this is your invitation to turn up your turn on and rise into radiance. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Radiance Training Podcast. I am so stoked. Today, we are going to be talking about intuition. And when I thought about this topic, there's no one uh, better, more fitting than um, my girl, Avery the Intuitive, to chat with. So today, we've got her in the studio. Woohoo! Welcome. Hey. hey. Eliza. Um, and for those of you who don't know Avery, Avery the Intuitive, um, she is a certified Yusui master Reiki healer and shamanic practitioner attuned by Maria Healing Light of the accredited Light of Healing Energy School. She's known for her work as a tarot reader and life path guide to those that are seeking some clarity and guidance and love, career, home, and beyond. Avery most recently launched her live series of intro to tarot classes, as well as an advanced tarot workshop. And y'all, I mean, seriously, this workshop is taking Sacramento by storm. Like there's nothing like it in the area. Um, she can also be seen offering her services at exclusive pop-up events and retreats all over NorCal. Um, I myself spotted this queen um, at several local healing events before I actually got the courage to even talk to her. It was just hilarious. Um, but whew, I'm so glad that I did because since that initial connection, I have featured her at my events. We've collaborated on workshops. And now she's a proud graduate of Radiance Training and is gearing up for her second Round, so yes. welcome, babe. Aww, thank you. I'm <laughs> glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you here. It was it was just a matter of time, you know. Um, but like, let's just can we just start with your name? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what really struck me when I first like saw you and and heard of you and I saw your signs and everything, it's like Avery the Intuitive. Can you explain more what an intuitive is or who an intuitive is? Yes. Okay. So I call myself Avery the Intuitive, but I always tell people that intuition is a superpower that lives within each of us. All of us have it. And just because I choose to call myself Avery the Intuitive doesn't mean that I'm any more intuitively, intuitively above anyone else. It just means that I recognize the superpower for what it is and I use it to not only help myself, but to empower other people along the way. So everybody can be an intuitive, um, just have to work with your intuitive gifts. Yeah. Yeah. I That's love me. that. And it's so true. I mean, for me in the last couple of years, since really sitting with myself and, and having my own practice, I feel really deeply connected to my intuition. Um, but let's talk about you and the tools that you're using, because um, I think that there's a lot of stigma around some of it, and I'm really excited to kind of dive into it. So um, Reiki and tarot are primarily your two tools. Is that correct? Yes. Those are primarily the two tools that I just use to channel my intuition. Okay. And so let's talk about Reiki first, because I feel like Reiki is like a really hot, a hot, hot buzzword these days. Um, what is Reiki? How, how does it work? Yeah. Reiki is just channeling light energy from source, from the universe. Reiki is love. And when you are channeling this energy, it goes exactly where it needs to go. So if you are coming to me with 
a broken arm or something. And I'm focused on this broken arm. I'm sending all of this light, this healing energy to your broken arm, but maybe you broke up with your boyfriend two weeks ago and that energy is still going to go to your heart. It's still going to go to where you need it the most. Uh, I always describe Reiki as kind of like an energetic bath or an energetic shower. And it really just helps clears away any kind of unwanted or quote unquote negative energy that you're carrying, that you're dealing with. And it just makes you feel really fresh and clear. So it's for physical healing. Again, if you're, you know, your leg hurts or something, but it's for emotional, spiritual, metaphysical healing at the same time. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And so just to be really clear, like we all are spiritual and energetic beings, right? hundred oh, percent. So, um, and I talk a lot about this in Radiance Training. I love teaching people about their different energy centers. We talk a lot about the chakras, um, but one really like easy way to explain or a demonstration of like energy being exchanged is like when you're like really attracted to someone <laughs> and you're really like you're standing in front of them and maybe you're just talking, but you feel this energetic, like mm-hmm. zing, that pulsating feeling happening from your heart or wherever in your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's your energy. Right. Um, and another is that like when we see someone in pain, like you talked about someone, if they hurt their arm, I recently had an experience that I arrived at a party and someone had just hurt themselves Mm -hmm. and I was able to like kneel down and kind of like rest my hands on the parts of them that were hurting and my hands literally turned crazy hot. Mm -hmm. It was like I could feel everything and it was almost like I was like siphoning, like pulling it out, sucking it out of them through my hands. hundred percent. So is that, that's also like a version of Reiki. That's what it could look like or manifest as. A hundred percent. Okay. So to quote be a Reiki practitioner, you do have to go through different attunements, right? And so, yes, I have these different attunements, but genuinely, this is something that everyone can do. Have you ever given someone a hug and I'm just going to give you all of this positive energy? I'm going to transfer all of my love into you when I give you this hug. That's technically Reiki. You know, you, you don't have to be a certified person or have all of these whatever, whatever to just give people really good, positive, healing, loving energy. Mm, you just made me think of my son, like, uh, you know, and it still works, which is kind of amazing. But like Zion, when he would get hurt, sometimes he'd have some like r- legit injuries and I'd pick him up and I would just say, okay, I'm going to kiss it and it's going to be better. And it was half of my believing like, okay, my kisses can heal him, but it was even more so his belief, his receptivity that my kiss is going to be the source of his healing. And I really find that it's the same thing in Reiki. Like if you actually are believing this, there is something to be said. It's not a placebo effect, but it is actually a a surrender. Mm, Like people are surrendering to it. Yeah. hundred percent. And yeah, I I, com- I completely agree with that. Just the belief, like just believing that what I'm doing is going to work. I remember when I first started really getting into Reiki, I was like, is this stuff real? You know what I mean? But there was a complete difference when I fully believed in what I was doing to help other people when I surrendered exactly what you said. Um, there was a complete difference in my healing. You know, I saw the difference right away when people woke up, they could feel a difference. So just being skeptic, I don't know, maybe it's going to work or whatever, but and changing that into really believing what you're doing, really believing that your energy is strong enough and powerful enough to help and heal and love someone else. That's, that's the key. That's really what makes it work. Mm, 
Yeah. And for anyone who's listening that may have have difficulty with this, right? Um, because I, I at one time was also like a skeptic. I think we all either have been or know the skeptics in our lives that will speak like blasphemy. This doesn't work. Like this is BS, right? Um, if you have trouble dropping into a full surrender, what I say is get really curious and be open. So instead of saying, does this really work? Um, instead say, what if it works? Why not? Like, okay, why not? Let's just see what happens and just get curious. Um, cause that's a much more open energy, um, and attitude than like, is this going to work? Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you're listening and this, um, entire topic sounds a little scary to you, um, invitation for today, the, the goal is to kind of get to a place of why not? Or as I always say, my summer theme every year is por que no, <laughs> why not? Like, let's just go for it. We're going to dive in and just see what happens. Right. So, um, Reiki, we, now we've covered Reiki. Let's get into the thick of it though. Mm. Ooh, tell us about like your, your first love. Tell us all about tarot. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love tarot. I love tarot so much. Um, I found tarot about five years ago now and I found it at a really weird place in my life. Genuinely, like days leading up to it, I just felt like everything was about to change. Like I didn't know what was going to change for me. I didn't know how it was going to change. I just knew everything was going to change. And then fast forward through a series of events, I found my first deck. And then I just started learning everything that I could right away. And honestly, like that was a beautiful time in my life, but it was also a hard time because my ego was breaking down. Like certain parts of my identity was shifting and changing. Spiritually, I was I was changing. Um, but I love tarot. I kept learning everything I could. I would do readings for myself and then I would do readings for my friends and my friends' friends. And then I realized I was actually pretty good when I would do readings for random people I didn't know and it was exactly what they needed. And then it just kind of evolved um, to reading for random people. And then 2020 came and I saw lots of people really struggling with their mental health. And tarot was one of the only resources, one of the main resources that I had that I felt that I could use to help others. So around that time is when I, when Avery the Intuitive began. Um, and I've been, I've been doing it ever since and I love it. And I love the workshops that it's grown into because now I meet other people that are equally passionate about this stuff and love to geek out about this stuff. So uh, I'm excited to, to see where else it grows. Amazing. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about tarot and tarot cards, what they are, because, um, you really have been my real introduction. Like I've seen tarot cards around. We've all been to spiritual shops and seen them. Um, I will speak from my own experience that I was raised to be deathly afraid of tarot cards, like really and truly. Like I was taught like this is the devil's work. This is evil. You're inviting spirits into your life. Um, granted, I was being told this by people who have never even seen a deck themselves, which now I understand. And, um, and I recognize kind of the ignorance behind it all. Um, but like, let's talk about it. Can you explain yeah. what a deck of tarot cards really is and then how you, how you use it? Yeah. Okay. So Tarot is the philosophical system of life. It's how we conduct everyday life. It's how we interact with other people around us. It's how we see ourselves. Um, and tarot 
Of course, you hear that it's all this brujaria, all this crazy stuff. Uh, but tarot is extremely objective and it gives you kind of an objective roadmap of, of your life and where you're currently headed. And it shows you, you know, obstacles that might be coming up or obstacles you're currently dealing with it. Um, but it, it lets you know the best route and how to navigate. So it's nothing scary. I mean, at least for me as a reader, I'm not going to tell you when you're going to die or all this stuff, but tarot tells you exactly what you need to hear in the moment. And and some people, they need a little bit extra guidance. They don't they don't have other people to turn to and and I always say that therapy isn't always accessible to everyone. So this is just another alternative to again get the messages that you need right now. I love it. Yeah. So what I've learned so far it, with with tarot and what I'm really enjoying about it is that exactly what you, what you said, like you're going to get what you need from it in the same way that um, people are art is subjective. Right. And so tarot very much is subjective according to like what your experience, where, what you're going through, what's alive for you. Um, just like we can look at any piece of art and you can say, oh, this is a moody piece or it's such a sad piece or what a sensual piece or it. And it really just is reflecting whatever that person is feeling within themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Like whatever emotions are available to them in that moment is what comes up usually. Mm -hmm. And so I want to share with people just that like I really love tarot now, um, especially after taking your workshops and understanding it a little bit more. Um, but what are people coming to you to ask about? Like, you know, oh, wow. what's coming up for them when they, when they say, okay, I want a reading. I mean, is it always about love or money? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> it's Those are pretty much the main things. I think everybody is looking for love and everybody wants to figure out how to get a little bit more money. Um, but I always say, you know, especially with the way that I do readings, sometimes people come in with like a specific intention. I want to know about this person. I want to know about my love life, all this stuff. And I'll say, that's cool. Okay. I will totally set that intention and I will see what comes up, but I'm going to let you know what other messages come through. So it doesn't matter if you're looking for your boyfriend or whatever. I'm just going to let you know what spirit, what God wants you to know right now. And so that's kind of how I read. I will keep in mind what you're looking for, but I will just give you what you need to hear too. Mm, I love, I love hearing your approach. You know, it's just so, it's such a, a holistic, like, listen, I'm here to really actually see just what comes up and what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I actually, I love Oracle cards too. And I know you also use Oracle decks. So like Oracle decks are similar to tarot that like you use them, you channel and you kind of just sit there and um, put some energy into the cards. And maybe you have a question or um, a desire or an inquiry that's kind of alive for you. And then you can pick a card or pick a few cards and then read whatever messages those cards are associated with. Um, and Oracle decks, uh, you know, are kind of like the beginners. I feel like it's like the first step yeah. before tarot. <laughs> yeah. You're like just getting your feet wet. Don't really know what to do yet, but still want to pull a card. Yeah. Pull a card. And I, I was explaining this to my mom because it was really scary to like bring this up to her. And I was like, it's very similar to like when I was a kid and I would get my Bible and I would like, like roll through the Bible and then stop on a page and then open it up and say, whatever I opened up to is the lesson I'm supposed to learn, or these are the verses I'm supposed to read. Yes. <laughs> it's identical. It's literally the same approach though, right? Yes. We do these little weird things in everyday life and, and have no idea that there's other associations with them. So yes. We're being our own oracles. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. my goodness. Um, okay. So 
say someone comes to you and is like, okay, I'm ready for a reading and they sit down with you. What, what happens? What's next? Hmm. Honestly, I really focus on them. I really focus on them. I don't care about what I ate for lunch. I don't care about people that might be texting me. I just really want to channel and focus on their energy. Um, and I get out a lot of cards. I don't just get out like five cards. I kind of have a monster of a spread because I want to get as much information as possible. Um, but it's really just you and me. And I always tell people, especially if you're new and we haven't had a reading before, I always let people know that like, this is very much your reading and you're allowed to be as much a part of this, uh, as much or as little as you want. Because some people either don't want to say anything and they just want you to tell them what the cards say and they're like, okay, that's it, done. Or they really want to talk about it. They really like this is their therapy and they this is their time to really communicate with someone else and talk about everything that's been on their mind and their heart for the past X amount of weeks or months. So I always tell them right from the beginning that this is your space. This is your time to talk about whatever you want. Um, and a lot of my clients now, like they're, this is it's their time you know and and I have time limits you know uh, quote unquote like but it's really it's really just if you feel like you're good if you feel like you're full or if you have any other questions then I'm gonna feel figure out what those answers are but as soon as you feel like you're full then we're done you know mm -hmm. okay you want them to be, leave with like a sense of completion mm -hmm. like exactly. are you complete um what about the couples that come to you what does that look like and what, what are they what are they looking for usually do they come when they're like in a good place in life or when they're yeah. not so a lot of my clients actually we joke about it now but love readings are not my favorite readings because <laughs> because I'm a very honest reader I'm a very honest reader and if people are coming to me with a relationship, I'm going to tell you what I see. And I'm, of course, I'm very respectable and nice about it. But a lot of times when people are talking about their twin flame and this person who they love and they don't text them back though, but they are, they know <laughs> that that's, that's their husband. And so I have to kind of be the bearer of bad news and, and keep it real with them. So a lot of times people aren't as receptive of that as you would think because they have that attachment. So so relationships and readings are not always my favorite, especially if there's another person involved. Like if they're present in front of me, that gets a little tricky too because it's like how honest can I be when the person is like right there, you know what I mean? So, so usually when it comes to readings, I will ask like, if it can just be us. Sometimes I understand like the partner wants to see like what's going on or um, they're like, they just want to chill out. But if it's your reading, it's your reading. You know what I mean? I like to, I like to keep it that way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had a rule about no, what, what is it? No couples reading. Yeah. You do uh, not in public, right? Yeah. No couples. So I do different events, pop-up events in Sacramento and I don't like doing couple couples for pop-ups because especially during pop-up events, it can be tricky um, because people can be emotional during their tarot readings. They can cry and they can, you know, they're really expressing themselves. So I always have to be very mindful of how I express myself. So when it's a couple that comes up to the table, I really have to be mindful, especially if I see that they're fighting or if, you know, maybe they're in an attachment that they kind of need to let go of. I have to be very mindful of how I communicate that, especially when I'm in public and there's hundreds of other people around us. 
Talk about needing to tap into your intuition. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, you know what? I've had one situation where she, the girl knew that I was holding back. She knew. And as soon as her boyfriend stepped aside, she's like, okay, well, what do you really see? Like she could feel it. So sometimes it's hard, but sometimes they like, they can, they know that, that they're picking up yeah. what you're putting down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so when it comes to channeling and like you're looking at these cards, you're looking at these spreads and you're tapping into your intuition, um, what does that mean for you? Is it just the cards? Is there is there more to this? Yeah. Okay. So being a tarot reader, I have accepted that I'm a vessel for the divine to communicate and to, to channel through me. So when I'm closing my eyes and when I'm channeling, I'm, it's kind of weird to say out loud, but really what I'm imagining is like a beam of light that's going through the top of my head and that's connecting to heaven. Okay. And so I'm really just allowing the divine to flow through me, to channel through me and um, to keep me grounded as I'm trying to connect to someone else. So as I'm, as I'm channeling, I'm just opening myself up to what messages want to come through, what information wants to come through for the other person. Um, but during that time, I'm allowing myself to, to connect to divine, to connect to source. Okay. So you close your eyes. Are you ever seeing other visions? Are you hearing other things or what else is going on? Yeah. So I've got all the clairs in, in one of my workshops, we talk about what all this means, but as far as intuitive abilities go, clairs are the different type of intuitive abilities. So there's clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience. There's a bunch of different ones. Um, I've got them all and, and you do too. It's kind of like when you, it's like a muscle, you use it and it gets stronger. Um, but clairaudience is a really strong one for me. So I can hear messages like songs, like if I'm channeling for someone and I hear a song lyric that I haven't heard from in a really long time. I know that that's a message for them. Um, and even visions, like a lot of people think when you're having a clairvoyant vision, it's like a, like you're literally seeing something clear as day, like that's so Raven, but it can be, you close your eyes and you see a picture kind of forming and, and it's up to you to really interpret what that picture means. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely getting a lot of different messages at once. And, I, and it's really important for me to really ground my energy so I can decipher everything that's coming through. Okay. So how does one work on increasing or enhancing their intuition? Because I, I am really deep in learning more about this and applying it to my daily life because I've found that I am looking less for external validation because I'm really integrating that which is already within. Mm -hmm. um, but what would you recommend to others? How, how do you um, work on your own intuition? Yes. Um, so kind of like I just said, the, it's like a muscle. The more that you use it, the stronger that it becomes. And intuition looks differently for everyone. Um, my intuition is not your intuition. Your intuition is not my intuition. So it's just really figuring out like what it looks and feels like for you. So like I was saying, there's all of these different clairs. There's clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience. So learning about them and doing different practices, doing different things and seeing what these abilities feel like in your body. And for people that are just opening themselves up to this, I'm going to tell you, you're going to feel so silly. You're going to feel like the biggest weirdo, like, okay, this isn't real. I'm just like closing my mind, closing my eyes and thinking about something. This is not real. But 
again, the more that you practice with it, the more that you can identify, oh, this is my clear audience coming up. If I'm just randomly hearing someone's voice who I haven't heard or heard from since high school, it's like the more that you can identify when these little hits of intuition, when these little hits of your intuitive psychic abilities come up, um, the stronger that it's going to become. And again, like I said, like my intuition is different than yours. Like one way that my intuition works for me if I'm sending a text message and it's like a risky text message or something and my thumb kind of fumbles and I don't press send right away, I know that I was not supposed to send that message. I either need to revise it. I either need to just not send it all together. But that's my body, my intuition kind of like saying, hold up, do you really need to send that? And 100% of the time I'm right. Or like if I force it and I'm like, okay, no, just send it anyway. I regret it. There's something that someone is like, well, yeah, basically. So that's just how it looks like for me. And I know that because I've I've gotten more comfortable with my intuitive voice. So it's different for everyone and it's getting comfortable with what your intuitive voice sounds like. Mm, yeah. We talk so much about body wisdom in mm. radiance training. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's one of those things that um, it's really my desire, my goal to like let people drop into their bodies because so much of us, so many of us are um, like living in our heads and not in our bodies. We're not in an embodied state. Right. So um, how have you have you experienced any shifts for yourself uh, of like questioning yourself versus now from radiance training before and now? Oh, my goodness. Um, I definitely feel like. I have gotten so much co more comfortable with trusting my intuition um, since radiance training, to be extremely honest. Um, and I've confided in you with like an, a situation where I did not trust my intuition. I still beat myself up about this situation. But it like when I took radiance training, that really clicked for me. That whole situation, that whole time I was there, uh, my body was saying, get out of there, get out of there. And in radiance training, it clicked. Like I knew the whole time. So, so from those lessons, I've definitely gotten stronger in my confidence with my intuition. Like, nope, I know this. I know this. I'm quote unquote, everything intuitive. You know what I mean? So just trust how I feel. So you have a hundred percent given me confidence that I needed. Oh, I love hearing that. And that's all we want for everyone that we interact with, that we work with all of our clients, right? It's just like, I want you to know your yeses and your nos and the yeses and your nos live in your body. And you don't have to look externally for the, that, that answer. You don't have to look for the validation. You don't have to go any further than right here. If we could just slow the F down mm -hmm. and start <laughs> to breathe yes. and just come right back to it. Yes. Like, right back to it. We have all the answers that, that we're looking for. And a lot of times, um, probably 90% of my clients that, that come to me, they have all the answers that they're really looking for. And it's just a matter of sitting with yourself and trusting the answer that you already have. It may not, may not be the answer that you want, but you have what you're looking for. Oh, it may not be the answer that you want. If only, if only people were more willing to receive that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which leads me actually to if they're willing to receiving, what does it look like for you in the world when you tell people what you do? What What is this like? Oh my goodness. Um, 
It is a battle every day. <laughs> I think it looks different every single day. And I've definitely, after doing this for a few years, I've gotten more comfortable with just standing in my power and saying, yeah, I'm a tarot reader. I'm a Reiki practitioner. That's what I do. But at first, I definitely got a few head scratches. I'm like, okay, well, if that's what you want to do, um, have you read the Bible and, <laughs> and, and all this stuff? And it's actually, yeah, I'm actually, I'm very well versed, believe it or not. Um, yeah, there's people that are very supportive, which is awesome, and I'm very fortunate to have them. Okay. Um, and to those who question, like, what you're doing, well, how do you respond? Um, I just tell them that I'm happy. I just tell them that I'm happy, I'm not doing anything wrong, and I'm, I'm helping people, and that's truly what's, in, what's important. Of course, you're going to have people that have a million questions, a million opinions. And, and like I said, frankly, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm helping people. I'm giving people the power to believe and trust and love in themselves. And that's, that's what's important. Mm. What's coming up next, lady? What are we doing next? Oh my goodness. So next I am taking this intro to tarot workshop online, which I'm super excited about. I'm going to be teaching my first virtual intro to tarot workshop March 25th. It is going to be a one-day workshop from 11 to 3. And these workshops are so fun because you build a strong foundation with the tarot and you also get to know your intuitive gifts at the same time, um, which is pretty much how, how you read tarot. It's a 50-50. 50 50 thing. I freaking love this course, you guys. I have to say. So, like, Avery has created the most incredible worksheets that make mm -hmm. it really, really freaking easy, right? Oh. Like, it's like I can pull out, I love doing like past, present, future, like just like as an easy thing, right? And I can just sit with it and be like, okay, what's coming up? What's true? Or what's behind me? What's coming right up, right up? And I can look at it. I understand what the cards mean. I know what the numbers mean because she breaks it down for numerology. She also breaks it down with artwork so you can kind of understand like what's in the art. Um, and then you take it in, you breathe it in and then you actually like read for yourself, but it is incredible how, um, confident I left <laughs> at the end of your workshop. So if anyone's listening and they're like, maybe this might be for me, if you're thinking it's a, maybe it should be a fuck. Yes. Aww. Um, there really is there. You can't lose. You cannot lose. There's nothing to risk here. Um, I just, I so love what you're doing. I'm really stoked that you're taking this online. Yes. I'm excited <laughs> to share beyond the Sacramento community. I love Sacramento. Don't get me wrong. I love my people, but I'm, I'm ready to, to take this a little bit farther. Absolutely. And do people have to have a background with cards? Like, do they need to have like been doing this for a while or who's oh it for? Goodness. Absolutely. No, you, anybody can join literally a lot of people that took my intro, the in-person intro workshop were just taking the plastic off their decks. They had never opened or played with a tarot deck prior to the workshop. And after the advanced workshop, they are tarot pros. They are reading for other people, doing multiple different spreads. So you do not have to be a professional. This is open to any tarot levels. You just genuinely have to be interested in learning. That's it. Interested in learning. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, Avery, where can my listeners find you? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Avery the Intuitive and just say, say hello. That's me. Yeah. And if they want to book a reading with you, it's at AveryTheIntuitive.com. And you can check out all of the upcoming workshops on there, the upcoming events that I have, because I do do in-person events. Um, and you can most definitely book a reading on there. Amazing. 
I'm so happy you came in today. Thank you for having me, Eliza. Oh, thank you for coming. Thanks to you guys for tuning in to the Radiance Training Podcast. I'm your host. Hi, Eliza.